everybody, and thank you very, very much for coming. <clears throat> I want to study together with everybody here, my son Yisrael Meir and everybody here. I want to study two parts to the parasha with everybody here. There's a pasuk, it's the pasuk that, that can be thought about a lot in, in, in this week's parasha, Shtruma. It says, In the rings of the Arain should be the poles. They should never be moved. The rings, the poles. The poles of the Arain. I'm a levy. And the job of us Levim was to carry, one of the jobs to carry the Arain. And the poles with which you carry the Arain should remain in the tabois and the rings. Don't remove the poles from the Arain. This Pasuk intrigues me. And whenever you're studying Torah, stop by the things that intrigue you. Stop and pause. I have watched for many years in yeshiva, we bring down many, many singers to yeshiva, many performers. And I want to tell you what separates the good singers, the amazing ones, from the good ones. Baruch Hashem, they're all talented and amazing. But I want to tell you what separates the greats. People come to yeshiva and perform talent beautiful. But every once in a while, a certain song resonates by the guys. You can feel it in the room. For whatever reason, it might be relevant to the time. If a certain song hits home and people are excited by it, stay on that song, don't move. And the great performers don't run away. If they see a song hit at a concert, they play it for longer and they go back to it later. And the performers, maybe they're nervous and they're not as experienced and they're not like attuned to the crowd, like a song hits and then a minute later they're on a different song. You look up, like, uh, like keep going. Like, we, we were excited, the island was dancing, Lebedek. It's a very big art in our private lives when you're praying and you hit a certain thing in davening and it resonates, stay there. Different days for different reasons, different things are on our mind. If something hits home, stay there. If I hear a song, guys in yeshiva are like, oh no. If I hear, we've been singing Hashem Alei Rachamim now for a year straight because the song resonated by us and I'm not running from it. Because it resonated and it hit home and we were excited by it. Learn to pause. When you learn Torah and we study Torah, different psukim will hit you and you and me. Learn to pause by a pasuk that hits you. Now, why does this Pasuk hit me? It's, it's rather a funny Pasuk. The poles of the Arain is an Isr Daraisa. It's probably one of the less, least known of the Taryag Mitzvah. an Isr Daraisa, to take the poles out of the Arain. Now, Kalish, why does that halacha? There are a lot of mitzvahs. We don't have an Arain today. Somehow, this intrigues me, and I want to tell you why. We have very little rules in yeshiva. We're not a rulesy place. There are very little rules in yeshiva. There's definitely rules. We have rules, but very little. We're not a very rulesy place. In my shir, a guy can come and, and schmooze and be geschmack, easy going. I have a rule that I'm very tough on. And the rule is no coats by shir. I'm like fire. Connecticut could be a cold place and the weather gets freezing. And I have a rule that's chakvala yavr, you're not allowed to wear a coat and shear, but I'm tough on it. No way, I don't care. It could be a visiting dignitary, luminary, it doesn't matter who it is, there's no coats during shear. That's like chakvala yavr. The reason I do that is I feel strongly that to learn Torah, you have to present yourself. I'd rather a guy come to shear and throw spitballs than he like disassociates. Just come, be you, bring you. I'd rather a guy more lebedic at shear than he's like trying to be, come and bring you. Bring you, be you, present yourself, and let's study Torah. Come. Let's do it. Let's learn. Let's, let's. So I just feel a code is like a guy hiding. Take off. Take your walls down. Let's study. Let's learn. Let's do it. So by me, no coats. As somebody who's only rule in shear is no coats, 
to think of the badim. The badim is the code of the Arun. A guy like me, the first thing I would say to the Arun is take off your poles. Machsachemish, you know, we had the poles because we traveled in the 42 years. We had 42 Masais. In the, in the 40 years in the Midbar, we had 42 travels. And when we traveled, we certainly had to pick up the Arayim. But we had years at a time when we just stayed in one place. Sometimes two, three years, we were in one spot. So when the Arayim stops, take off the poles and let's get comfortable. Um, it intrigues me because I'd be the first guy to try to take off the poles. And it's Asidaraisa. Bitaboy sa'arayim yiyu abadim, a pasuk in this week's parasha. In the rings of the Arain shall remain the bottom. Lo yasurim anu. Aser daraisa to take out the poles. That's intriguing to me. It's just strange. I mean, shouldn't we? And what's Hashem saying? It, certainly we follow all the mitzvahs Hashem. And obviously wouldn't touch those poles despite an instinct to say to the Arain, make yourself at home. Take off your coat. Take off your... You're not traveling. You're here now. Let's go. But it leaves on the poles. And the simple question is, is what's being said here? I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story, and then it's very, very relevant to our lives. My wife and I talk about this concept very, very often, and I want to tell you what happened to me. I rarely, this Shabbos is an out Shabbos in Yeshiva. On an in Shabbos in many, many years, I, we, try my, we, we don't miss in Shabbos in Yeshiva. And there was a particular Shabbos that I was flying to Los Angeles for Shabbos. There was something I was doing there and I was flying to LA. I don't like leaving my family for Shabbos. The mishpachas together. And I don't like leaving the yeshiva Shabbos. And I was breaking those two cardinal rules. And I was on a plane headed to LA for Shabbos Kodesh. And on the plane, I first was preparing shiurim. I was giving shiurim in Los Angeles. I was preparing the shiurim. After I finished preparing the shiurim, it was this week's Parshish Truma. And I opened up a sefer to learn Parshish Truma. And the first word I opened up, I'm on a plane leaving my family and leaving the yeshiva. And the first word that I, the first pasuk, the first thing I study is the following story. It's a pella. Following story. Reb Yerucham Levavitz, the great Mashkiach of the Mir, had it sad to retire from being Mashkiach of the Mir. He was going to hang up the cleats. That's it, retiring, and go learn Tyre in Kelm. He was going to go spend the rest of his days to learn in Kelm. And he decided before he took such a move to do a Gairul Agra. There's a way of opening the Tyre. And there's a way of checking what, to, you know, it, it, what the Hashem will tell you. There's, there are people today, my Rebbe has done the Geirul Hagra, my father-in-law has done the Geirul Hagra. There are people that know how to do the Geirul Hagra. And you ask the Torah questions and you can get answers. So Rabbi Yerucham decides to do a Geirul Hagra to find out if he should retire from the Mir Yeshiva and become the rest of his life sitting and learning Kailul and Kelm. He does the Geirul Agra. This is what I'm reading on the plane, leaving my family and the yeshiva. And he reads, and he, I read, the, the first thing I read after I prepared the shiurim when I wanted to learn myself. And he says that Yerucham does the Geirul Agra, and the pasuk that came out is this pasuk. The poles of the Arain should remain in their, in the, in the, Sockets, thank you, thank you, thank you. In the sockets, the poles of the iron should remain in this. Loya Surman, when Isidaraisa, to remove the poles. And Rabbi Yerucham took that Pasuk as a message from Hashem. When you're carrying something, don't put it down. This is your job, this is what you're carrying. The poles remain in the Arain. Don't put it down. You have Achrayis, you have responsibility, you're carrying something, don't put it down. And Rabbi Yerucham saw this Pasuk and spent the rest of his life as the Mashkiach, the Mir Yeshiva. He saw as a message from Hashem, you're carrying something, don't put it down. Somebody I love very, very dearly, who's an entire wonderful, very inspiring person, 
he invested somewhere and lost a lot of money. And I, after consoling him and feeling his pain, I asked him what his takeaway from his experience was. And he told me his takeaway is stay in your lane. He, feel like, he feels like he, he went to a place he had no business going. And he said his takeaway is stay in your lane. There's a world full of good things to do. And we came on a Shabbos, a Project Inspire, which is really being ma'ayur us all, arousing and encouraging us to be idealists. We're all b'nai Avram. We come from Avram, Avinu, Sari, Menu. And we're pushed. Anybody who studies Torah is an idealist and wants to accomplish and be makariv and lift up and, and bring people closer to Hashem. But of course, I want to say that a tremendous, tremendous thing all of us have to learn in the sogi of idealism is to carry that which we're responsible for. There are often so many attractive things to do, but it's not what you're meant to be carrying. And in our lives, we have to all think about, and it's not as opposed, this is not like as opposed, of course, reaching out but reaching out to the person next to you, to the person nearest. I sometimes, once in a while, I'll hear people like say lines as if like, I haven't seen my family in months, I'm so busy with my yeshiva. I always think, Nebuch, what a, what, a, what a terrible thing. Why aren't you carrying your family? We have responsibilities. And we have precious things that we're supposed to carry. Of course, even in the reaching out is the neighbor, is the brother, is the cousin, is the great uncle, are the people that are right around us that are in our responsibilities. It will always feel tempting out there. And certainly there's reach out, of course, but carrying our responsibilities. You're carrying something. Stay focused. Carry what you're supposed to be carrying. This lesson of B'taboi Sa'ara and Yiyu Abadim. You're carrying the mirror yeshiva. I saw this on the plane, leaving my family and the yeshiva, and I felt that Hashem was giving me a big hug with a little love tap. Daniel. I was like, Hashem, what do you want? I was on the way to Los Angeles. To ask the pilot to turn around, I'm not so selfish and arrogant. The guy's, a whole plane's going to LA. I decided, right when I got to the airport, I called guys who had learned in yeshiva. I gathered them that night, straight from, literally, kimat straight from the airport. And we sat, I felt like, at least as a message, guys who had learned in yeshiva in LA, I gathered. There was a bacher who was, around LA, I asked my host at the airport if I could have this, normally, I asked him if it's possible I can have this bacher with me. I felt there was a message, you're carrying things, carry the things you're carrying. I think that number one message of this Pasuk, applies to all of us, all of us, B'nai Avram Yaakov, idealists, to make sure that the things that we're achrei for, our own families, our own neighbors, our own community. It's always, there's a tendency to look, to look far when there are things we're responsible right here. A friend right here who needs us. I think it's always an important lesson. The poles of the Aren must always remain in their sockets. Carry what you're supposed to carry. I think it's instructive. To many things that come our way, it's instructive and an important lesson to carry that which we're supposed to carry. I want to add something, a second pshat that, that, that I think also is being said here. What is it that the Arain has poles? Take off the poles. I can't, the question, a question is energy. In any shear you go to, there's no room for answers until you're literally bothered by the question. I'm going fast here. I really, if, if this was in yeshiva, I wouldn't go so fast to answers. I'm like saying a second answer. A second answer. These are not lectures. Ah, a second answer. Wow, nice, interesting. Hashem's talking to me and talking to you. Are you bothered by this? 
the Arain has poles in it. Take off the poles. Let's get comfortable. Let's go. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's get comfortable. It's a pel Hashem wants the picture of the Arain as the poles remain on. There's a second point that I, that I think questions are energy, questions are forces. And they bring us, when we say a second answer, it doesn't like me, not. And some say, if you want to say, Hashem's Torah and the questions that it causes us to wonder drive us places. And Hashem intends that journey that the question brings. So when you read a passage like that, it just, ah. Now, if the answer so satisfies you that you're not bothered anymore, there's no such thing as a second answer. It's only if the question, but I'm still bothered. Ah. So we heard a first point that the poles stay in the Aaron as a lesson. If you're carrying something, don't stop carrying it. But it needs more. It needs more. It needs more because why is the lesson taught here? That could be taught by other kalim. That's a general lesson, but that could be taught by the bottom of the Shulchan. It could be taught in other places. Why did Hashem teach me that here? That lesson is true, what your responsibilities are, but that didn't need to be taught by the Aaron. As such, it's a good answer and a truth. And Rabbi Yeruchim changed his life. Rabbi Yeruchim read this Pasuk and didn't leave. The Mir kept its mashkiach because of this Pasuk. I was Zaycha Baruch Hashem in Los Angeles. I had a gathering and a Bachar who was a shtickle lost. We spent Shabbos together and he was found because of this Pasuk. So the Pasuk talks to us. The poles must remain in the Arayin. Don't remove it. What you carry and keep carrying. Don't let go. So it's certainly an important lesson, but we need another Teretz. We need another Teretz because why the Arayin? So I want to share something else. But I'm not saying a vert. If you, this is not a vert. You, didn't, you might say Shabbos. We listened all Shabbos. There's not a nice vert. A vert's like, you know, we could study Torah to hear a vert, or we could hear what the Torah is saying. I want to, I want to try to tap into what Hashem saying to us. And he said that the Arayin keeps its poles. The Arayin is Torah. In the Aaron, the Aaron houses a Sefer Torah, it's Machlaikas Tanaim. In the Aaron, next to the Aaron, it houses the Luchais. The Aaron is Tyra and represents Tyra. And Tyra has poles. Tyra has poles. The Aaron, that item that represents Tyra, there are poles to it. And I want to say that the exact story that happened to Rabbi Yerucham. Rabbi Yerucham Levavitz has a Shiloh, should he leave the mirror or not? And he reads a Pasuk and he stays the rest of his career in the mirror. Rabbi Tzvi, Rabbi Yerucham had it sad to retire from the mirror and go to learn in Koyal and Kelm. And he saw the Pasuk, and he heard a message from Hashem, you're carrying something, don't put it down. People get tempted and caught. Maybe go here, maybe do that. You're carrying something. Focus and stay, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. It's a funny word to me. Stay in your lane. I have a lot of problems with lane integrity. When there are no, when there are no vehicles around, I'm not so like Macbeth to stay in my lane. I'll move over. My car has this feature, I don't know how to turn off, that it buzzes when you're not in your lane. So I always ask, if my kids are with me or a bacher, could you turn off? I'm not so good with lane integrity. But in life, we have to learn lane integrity. Stay in your lane. You're focused on something. Stay in your lane. I'm a careful driver. You have to be a careful driver. It's only when there are no cars around late at night, I find it safer a little bit in the middle. You don't have to be to the side. Maybe I worry about deers. I'm on the merit a lot. So fine. So I'm not so mocked, but a lane integrity there. But in life, you got to be careful with lane integrity. Stay in your lane. You're carrying something, keep carrying it. But taboys are you about them. Rebu, isn't that remarkable? Rebu Rucham had a suffolk in his life, and he's reading the Torah. And I think there's a message, the poles on the Aaron, is the Torah is meant to come with us through our life, and I want to explain that. On a very simplistic level, in all the journeys of our life, we keep the Torah. But I want to say deeper, bring the questions of your life to the Torah. 
Learn the Torah with the questions that you have. I got a call, I got a call before Hanukkah, and a guy tells me, I, not somebody I know so well, I want to know him better. This person calls me and says, I'm not lighting the menorah this year. It's like, what? It's a funny phone. I'm not lighting the menorah. What's happening? Describe to me tremendous sir. Being an older single, not feeling he has his own bias, and he described tremendous sir. He said, I'm not lighting the menorah. So I very much, such a tsar of a person, a mitzvah on the bias, nerish ubesay, described my lighting at home, I feel I should be out of my house. On my lighting in yeshiva, I'm an older bacher, I don't feel at home in the yeshiva he was in. Nerish ubesay brought out emotion. I, I'm not, I didn't tell him this, but I'm, I want to tell you this, and I want to tell me this. He should light the menorah. It's not like forget your stuff and do the mitzvah. Hashem is talking to you. Light the menorah with your tzar. Nerish where's my bias? What's my bias? The mitzvah itself, another guy, another guy, nothing to do with this fellow. This was a guy I'm very, very close to. Knocks on my door the last night of Hanukkah, like a, a tough knock late at night. He drove on over to my house, Bechiyos. He lit the last candle, and he was bawling about his bias, where his bias... That wasn't the side point to Ner Hanukkah. The mitzvah spoke to him. Nerish Ubeisoy, light your house. Shine out to the world. And he started asking about his bias, about shining. He came, he bawled on my couch. He said, I have to... He was white when I answered, I have to sit down. He made a beeline right to, our, to, the, to the kids' playroom sat on the couch and started crying. That wasn't a side point. He's present. The Rav spoke, Rav Zakatinsky spoke by Shalashudis about a lebed de katayra. But a tyra that, that, that has a, a niggin with it. That's a tyra with a tune. You don't just like forget yourself and robotically light the menaira. He brought his journey to the tyra. Rav Yerucham Levavitz, the very other story, had a suffake. And he read a Pasuk that spoke to his life. I want to tell you a story that happened to me. I want to tell you a story. And always learn Tyre. Read the Parsha with who you are. Even that this Pasuk resonates, I'm a guy who thinks you should take off your coat and share. And my only rule is you can do what you want and share. Smoke a pipe in my face. Just don't wear a coat. So this Pasuk is troubling for me. Bring your issues to the Tyre. And let something resonate. Bring, what, bring yourself, bring your experiences to Tyre. The Tyre has poles and it means that it comes with you on your journey. And the picture of the Arayn is there poles in it. it. means it's ever relevant, ever talking to your story. It's not relegated to one place in your life. It doesn't stay there. The Arayn has poles. It comes with and it goes with wherever you are, it talks to you. I want to tell you a cool story that happened to me. When, you do, when your Aaron has poles, you'll see your learning becomes not vartim. You don't have a vart. You have like a story. All the divrei taira, Hashem's talking to you and guiding. Listen to this story. Listen to this interesting story. In yeshiva, so I'll give a mashal that's happening this minute. 60 guys applied to one yeshiva, and the yeshiva told me we have 20 spots. We could take 20 out of 60. I think we could push in. They're amazing people. 10 more we'll probably be able to push in. Don't, t- don't say anything. Maybe we'll even push 20 more. So I said, we'll get it to 30 or 40. But it's out of 60, and very complicated. Very emotional, complicated, who gets to go, who not, how do you even decide? Very, very, very serious people's lives. A bacher wants to go learn, so he just wants to go to Steig. Very complicated, Shailas. Now let's say a guy, one of the 60, says, Kalish, should I, should I go to that yeshiva? But he has another option. Now for him, it would be better to go to that yeshiva that 60 guys wants to go. But for the overall system, it's better if he goes elsewhere. He can go elsewhere. And for him, he'll do just fine going elsewhere. So maybe advise him to go elsewhere, and it's a good answer. It's a good answer for the cloud. It's better for more people if he goes elsewhere. 
But on the other hand, for him, it might be even a drip better to go to that yeshiva 61 want to go to. What do you do? And I've grappled with this, Shiloh. Do you give an eights and say, listen, you go there. It's better for the system. It's a good Shiloh. Very good Shiloh. I noticed the Rashi I never noticed in my life. Two years ago, I had this Shiloh. And I noticed the Rashi, a good Shiloh. Somebody asked advice. 60 guys want to go to the same yeshiva. You only have spots for 20 and maybe you'll get in 30. If you advise this one bacha to go elsewhere, it opens up a slot for somebody else. And he could go elsewhere, but it's better for him to go to that yeshiva. Is that called, now, the chazal, there's an iser daraisa to give bad advice. Asr, you're not allowed to eat chazal, you're not allowed to give, asr daraisa to give bad advice. Lifne'iver loisitein michshal, don't put a stumbling block in front of a blind man, is an iser daraisa to give bad advice. Now, I always, all of us have seen that Chazal, and Eitzah She'eno Hegenis. Don't give, do you know Chazal don't say Eitzah She'eno Hegenis? They add one word I never noticed in my life. It says, don't give an Eitzah, it says, in front of a blind guy, don't put a stumbling block. It says Chazal, don't give an Eitzah She'eno Hegenis, lie to him. Why did it stick in him? Don't give bad advice. Eitzah She'eno Hegenis. It says, lie, don't give bad advice to him. What do you have to say to him? Don't give bad advice. Somebody asks advice. Don't give an eitzashenohigenis, bad advice. It says, bad advice for him. He's the one asking, that's what I mean. I never noticed the word lie. But my, if your aren has poles, means you bring your life's worries to Torah. Learn presently. All of a sudden, you notice Chazal. That's what Chazal are saying. It's an it's not an eitz sheino again. It's not bad advice. It's good for most. It's good for everybody. And overall, it's a better advice. But your obligation, it's aser daraisa to say what's bad advice for him. I have seen heads of schools tell a good advice to go. They figure good advice is good for other people, for the rest of the yeshiva. But they give it as advice. Iser daraisa, the head of the school, Eit Chazer. Iser daraisa mamish. You're not allowed to give a guy bad advice for him. doesn't matter it's better for other people. That's called Eitzah She'eno Igenes Loi. For him, it's bad advice. He should be told absolutely stay in the yeshiva because better for him. The fact that it's better for others, you're Mechoyev, the one who asks the advice to give the best possible advice to this person. So when we learn Torah, the Aaron always has poles as the Pshat. Bring your worries to your, to your learning, Siddharm. Bring yourself, bring your person, bring your own quirks. By the way, you're the type with certain Pasuk will be, will be interesting to you. That's called your Aaron has poles. It's coming on your journey. So a Pasuk, and by the way, different years, different Pesukim will resonate by you because your Aaron has poles. It's not relegator over there. There I learn and then I disconnect and I have my life. I bring it, I bring along the Torah through my journeys into every aspect of my life. That's all part of the Aaron having poles. That's the first, two, the first Pasuk I wanted to learn with the Chavra tonight. This, these two lessons, and if you're carrying something, don't put it down. Keep stay in your lane. Carry what you're supposed to carry. Don't neglect what you're supposed to carry for something fancy. There was a summer, I, I, my wife and I live, my son, we live on a little mountain. And that Shabbos in the summer, there were 11 or 12 men going to be in shul. It's a small shul with 45, 50 families that we have to wear, a small little mountain. And that, it was the summer, a lot of families. There were 11, 12 men in the shul. Somebody wanted me to do something. would have been literally a thousand, like a serious match. It was very exciting for me. And I was very, very, I thought, maybe there's such a big zach. But I thought to myself, this vert, that you, you're supposed to carry. This is your shul. This is your place. And betaboys are in you abadim, men who carry what you're supposed to carry. Carry what you're supposed to carry, but not begrudgingly. With chaos, with chaos, I didn't stay in. It was like a tough Shabbos. I didn't stay and stay over this word, trust me. I stayed because you carry what you're supposed to carry. Don't put down what you're supposed to carry. This is what you're supposed to carry, carry this. 
They're always, I speak over with my wife, we talk over, there are always many opportunities to do many things. And it's tempting to do this, do that, such good things. But if they entail putting down what you're supposed to carry, don't run, Keep, carry what you're supposed to carry. Carry what you're supposed to carry. Very important lesson, message number one for us all. The lesson number two is to bring the Torah through our life, into our life, bring our life to Torah and the Torah to our life. Remember that the Aaron has poles, it comes with. It talks to our lives, it, tells, it guides us in the details of our life. Bring your life and the journey of our life to Torah. That's this Pasuk, B'tabais Aryu Abadim. I want to share one more thing. And then really to thank everybody. Might say Shabbos after a Shabbos of Shiurim, a tiring Shabbos. People are coming to learn. Amazing. I, I really owe you. I always ask guys to pay up with music. If there was a Bacher here who could sing, I'd have him sing you the most creative, nicest songs in the world. You deserve everything. This vart, maybe you'll like this, but maybe this will, be, this will be a gift. This I'll share you a gift that I want to share with everybody here. The Mishkan. The Mishkan, this week's parasha, the Mishkan. All these parashas, anybody who, all of us study Torah, anybody who has to speak, the whole Sefer Beresh is electric, magical. It's the story of our Avais, the beginning of our nation, the, the people who founded our nation, magical. My Messiah from my Rebbe, Beresh's parashas, Avram showed up to our yeshiva. My Rebbe brought him. Avram is my tata, and my Rebbe like, introduced. Avram Avinu sat with us. My Rebbe, should have refer Shlema, is somebody who brought Avram into our lives. Me and my friends always said about him, without knowing that, I don't remember hearing him say this, though who knows if it's in my brain somewhere, but we always said that he made the Avais real to us. The Avais were, were our fathers. We asked ourselves, we, we, what were they like? We tried to emulate them from my Rebbe. I was so happy. My Rebbe wrote a book about his own father. And he thanked his father in the book that his father brought the Avais into his life in a very real way. It was very neat to see his father was his Rebbe. And to hear him write about his father doing that for him was something cool that my friends and I always felt he did that for us. So Beratius, magical. Shemais is the story of the Banim, of our Ummah, the formation of our nation. Yitzias Mitzrayim, ever-present in our life, culminating with the whole purpose. Tavdana Salikim Mishpatim, the practical law that must emanate from receiving the Torah. Excellent, Mishpat. Then starts a whole bunch of parashiyos that are more difficult to connect to. The Mishkan. The Mishkan was a one-time structure not to be rebuilt. Very technical. Different laws and details about the Mishkan. And starts a series of parashiyos that it's a little more challenging to connect, to understand. So we just took one Pasuk in Truma. Every Pasuk in the Torah is talking to me and talking to you ever relevant, ever practical. We have to study it, see what we can understand, what it's saying to us. But I want to study the Mishkan in general. So the Mishkan is the structure that's built, the ver- to house, that the Shechinah, it's V'shachanti B'Soychem. The Mishkan's <coughs> called the Mishkan, Rashi says in Pekudim, in a couple of parashas, that the Mishkan is called the Mishkan, it says it twice in a Pasuk, in Pekudei, in, in Perak Lamed Ches, it says it twice in the Pasuk Mishkan. And Rashi says that the Mishkan is a mashkan, is collateral. It's a mashkan la'avayna Yisrael. It's a collateral for the sins of the Jewish people. What does that mean? We got two base HaMikdash, which the Batei Mikdash. Come, the Mishkan is the first house of Hashem. It was the original house in the desert. And then we got Eretz Yisrael and we had two Batei Mikdash. And it says twice Mishkan because when we did Averis, it was a Mashkan. It was collateral that God took away the Mishkan when we sinned. That's what the Mishkan is called. The gift of the place where Hashem dwells in our midst. 
And it's called collateral, that if we sin, we lose it. I'll tell you why this is, it's a wild name for the Beis HaMikdash, Mashkin, it's a Mishkan. If we sin, we lose Such a negative take. I love positivity. I'm, negativity, to me, we're a people. I don't think positivity is like a cute mid. I think it just means to be a yid. Our name is Yehudim. We're thankers. We're thankers. It's who we are. We're a joyous people who are thankers. We're Yehudim. We're maidid asvasemis al davar gadol davar katan. We make meya brachis b'chol yoyim. Positivity is not a side mile, it's just like the essence of Yiddishkeit. People who notice the bracha is of Hashem. So here to call the base Hamikdash a mashkin, it's collateral. If we sin, we lose it. <laughs> That's like the introduction to the thing. I have advice for parents. I advise parents. I don't like when parents buy their youngster a cell phone and then every time they make a mistake, they close their service. There, I don't like that. Your kid has a cell phone, he keeps it. You buy your kid a gift. You know what happens when every time they misbehave, you take away your gift? You never buy your kid gifts. It ends up just being a leash to control them. It's a leash. The kid will start happing it. Every gift is only hechetimsa, that now I have a thing that if you misbehave, I'll take it away. So it's not a gift, it's a leash. They'll start seeing it as such. You give a gift, the kid has the gift. That's it. You gave it. You gave it. But say to him, you want to punish? There are other punishments to give. The gift he has, the gift he has. We start taking it away. It stops being a gift. It's a leash. And then what's the base Hamigdash called? It's a mashkin. It's collateral. If we sin, we lose it. What's happening? Sounds like a, it sounds funny. The mishkan's called collateral, that if we sin, we lose it. We have something, a mishkan, a place where we can connect to Hashem. Hashem's mitzams and kaviyachal and dwells in our midst. Hashras, hashchina, and it's called collateral. So l'chayr the pshat's like this. When somebody takes collateral, if I lend money to somebody and he gives me candlesticks as collateral, do I want those candlesticks? It's not the candlestick. There's a word, there's a famous Chaim. And he says, he says that the chayv liktach in the mashkin. When I hold the candlesticks, it's just my way of holding the chayv. It's not the candlesticks I'm holding. I'm holding the chayv. He owes me money and that's what I want. It's the money I want. The collateral is just, it's just a way of grabbing on to that which I really want. Is the pshat at the Mishkan, the Beis HaMikdash, is called collateral. What a funny name. If we sin, we lose it. That's what it's called. There's an Oymek that the Mikdash is what, what we want. Of course we want the Beis HaMikdash. But we want what it houses. What it houses is a close kesher between Hashem and us, us and Hashem. It's called collateral that if we sin, we lose it. It means that the building only represents... It's something deeper, represents, and it houses in the Mishkan a connection to Hashem. Our own homes are a physical structure. And the physical structure is important and glorious. A Yiddish, a Shtub, a Jewish home is wonderful. But what's the point of a Jewish home? What it houses, love, warmth, connection, the house is only a physical manifestation of what's contained inside of the house. The Beis Amigdash is huge, is huge. We yearn. We have a tzipisa, tremendous yearning for the Binyan Beis Amigdash. And we want it and need it. Badly we want a Beis Amigdash. And what the Beis Amigdash is, is that which it can house, what's in the Beis Amigdash, the relationship, the close connection, us and Hashem. It's called the mashkin, collateral, is the pshat, we do avainus, we lose it, means that the purpose of the house is the relationship, us and Hashem, Hashem and us. When we do avainus and, and the house stops representing and it no longer contains the relationship, we lose the house. It's called the mashkin because what do you call something so precious, collateral, that we could lose? It means the point is not the thing itself. 
It's what it, it's what it, it, it's what it brings to and what it contains. The relationship, the close connection, us and Hashem, Hashem and us. That's what the, the Mishkan, the Beis Hamikdash, is called collateral. And I want to say, this, this is something that I think all of us, if we focus on the Pneumius Hadavar, of all of our Ruchnius, of all of our journeys, if we focus on the Pneumius, even Galus, Galus is not just an Einesh that Hashem is mad, so he sends us into Galus. Galus, the purpose of Galus is that he wants us to focus on the thing. Of course, once we're focused on the thing itself, the Kesher, the tremendous yearning that Yidna for the Gula, Tzipisali Yeshua, we have an innate yearning for the Gula. Gullus brings out the Tzipisali Yeshua, the sense that I want something so badly, it brings us and focuses us on the Pneumius Hadavar. And the purpose of Gullus is that, People go through struggles, all different struggles, and it brings out tremendous craving and yearning. There's there's a chazal that describes Ikvisa the Meshecha, the footsteps of Mashiach, and it describes things that we would describe as negative. Some, last night, the conversation on Shabbos Kodesh, it was spoken about divorce, and Chazal speak about such things at Ikvus of the Mashiach. Now, what is happening? Why is that the footsteps of Mashiach? That seems the opposite of Mashiach. Difficult things, chuspah spreads, that's footsteps of Mashiach. And I want to say that a lot of the difficulties we face People face challenges with their children. People face challenges with Shaduchim. People face challenges with Shalom Bayis. Do you know all these things? And we certainly want Shalom Bayis, Shaduchim for our youth, Gazun, health. We want all these things. Do you know all these things bring up a tzipisa, a craving for, for, for marriage, a craving for binyan bias, a craving for all the important things in our life. The very difficulty brings up a craving for all that's right. The very difficulty. I'm going to tell you one of the best verses I ever heard in my life, and we're going to close with this on this topic. I'm going to close with this. Here, a yid steals. And he sold us an evidivri. Very difficult situation, whether he got it for stealing or he was so distorted, he was so poor. And he sold us an evidivri. He sold us an evid. He's a yid in bad shape. Let's say he stole, he's mamish in trouble, he's a ganav. Very difficult, bad place to be. And he's an evid. Now, an adoin has rules how we should treat his evid. It's supposed to be he's supposed to be wonderful to his evid. The end of the period of Avdus, the Eved says, I love my master. Ishti, my wife. Now, it's not a real wife. He has a real wife back at home. But his Adon is allowed to give him Shifcha Knanis. He has Bonim that are not his real Bonim. He has real Bonim at home. The Bonim are Isha now. But the guy at the end of his period of Avdo says, Ahavti es Adoni ves Ishti ves Bonai. Do you chap that this guy in his Golos, he was an Evedoch. Do you know he just came to the highest Madregas? Every dream for my son Yisrael Meir, I wanted all my children to say, and all of us dream, the dream of our existence is to say, Ahavti es Adoni. I love my master, Avas Hashem. I love my Adon. Do you have that this guy came to Madrega, Haftias Adoni? He's talking about his Adon who acted like Hashem, who was good to him. And he says, Ahaftias do you hear what the Yid's saying? There's not by accident. Ahaftias Ishti means Avas Yisrael, he became a giver. Our main giver is to our spouse. The Arizal writes, the Iker Nidan of Aftarach Kamoichas, Reim Ahuvim is your spouse. The Iker Aftarach Kamoichas to a spouse. Ahaftias Ishti, every, all the loves, Abbas Hashem, Abbas Yisrael, 
my children is limited. He wants to give, he wants to teach, he wants to raise. Everything we dream of a human being happened to this guy. He comes out from his sorrows, a dream fellow. Now the problem says the Svasemes, he says, the Golos did something to him, but he's afraid for Gaula. The Ahavtiyas Adonis Ishras Bonai was supposed to happen to him. And in all his difficulty, he learned to appreciate the Adon. Why was the Adon so nice? Because he was imitating the Adon Akoil. Ishti, this is only an imitation of you. You have an Isha at home. Be good to your Isha. And his, and his period of Abdus brought out. It healed the guy. Go home to your wife. Bana, you now care for your children. Go home for your real Banim. The guy says, He doesn't get it. He like stops right there. It brought out wonderful things. My wife and I went on a Shabbaton incredible place of people that, that, are, that are struggling with Chinuch HaBanim, incredible, incredible gathering. The, the, the yearnings, the Tzipisal Yeshua I saw there was probably like nothing I've seen in my life. Every dream of, it brought out to me, we, we all of us, we don't live minute by, I don't live minute by minute with my dreams, Tzipisal Yeshua that I want to serve Hashem, that I want to raise a family of Avdei Hashem, a fire, a passion, the difficulties, and we don't ask for difficulties. But the difficulties and the gullus bring out, they bring out a tremendous, and it's ikvasa the Mashiach. Those are the footsteps of Mashiach. Gullus is not Hashem's casting us away. He's bringing out the yearnings and the etzem dover itself that the very building was supposed to house, it's a mashkin, it's supposed to house those things by losing the external brings out our tremendous craving for the thing itself. And the difficulties all of us encounter in our journeys, all different difficulties, the difficulty in finding shidduchim bring out a ratzayim to build a bias for Hashem, a massive ratzayim. Certainly we have to think about people who are struggling, Shaduchim and Davin, and feel the Tsar, of course. But, the, but also listen to the Tsar. We have a Tsar because we want to build a bias. Everybody has to listen to that Tsar. Everybody. All of us that have a bias, pay attention to the Tsar. We want to build houses for Hashem. There's a Tsipisa that's there. Go free with that. Move further with that. Take it. Don't say, I'm stuck here. It brought out remarkable things, your difficulty. It brought out Ritzainus, a haftia sadaini was created. Now run with that and find your true Adain. It brought out a haftias ishti. Now find your wife. It brought out a haftias banai. So go home to your sons. The difficulties we encounter, the Golos itself, the Svasemesh Sushtos, those Psukim, to Golos itself. He says it's a bigger avoid that brings out higher Madragas, he says. Svasemesh on the spot than we have during even the glorious days of Gula. He speaks that out. What it brings out of the person, the difficulties. They bring out tremendous yearnings, all our challenges. Now, we don't ask for challenges. And by the way, we want to go back to Beis Hamikdash. We want to go Chavshi. Because we want to take the Pneumius Hadavar that we certainly care about, and we want it housed in the Beis Hamikdash. We want the building back. And we want richness. We don't ask Hashem for like continue pouring. We want richness. We want the next step. We've been, we don't want to stay the Eved. The danger of the Eved is he likes the Golos. And it brought out some good stuff in him. He's late, say, Chavshi, I'm staying right here. He loses his want for a life of richness. We can have it rich. The one who's, we're looking for our Shaduchim. So it brought out a tremendous yearning to build a bias among a collective yearning of Klal Yisrael. We want Batim now. We want Shaduchim. 
I'm not saying but we're going to live with what we learned. The want and the drive to build the bias, we're going to bring that. What the chitzayim, what the mishpacha, we're going to bring what you, you brought out of us. We want gezunt. We want shalom bias. And we learned something from the challenges. We learned all about our drive for unity, our want to share. We've learned it, Hashem. Give us the chitzayinis, give us spouses. Give us children, give us wholesome homes, give us the Gaula, and we'll live with what we learned in the Gaula. We'll be Eitzechavshi, we don't want to stay in this. We're not like the Eved, who the drives have been so learned that he says, I'll stay right here, Eitzechavshi. We're not like that. We want the Chitzainius, but we promise, and we, our commitment is to bring the things that have been this era through our difficulties, in our journeys. The tzipisa that our difficulties bring out of all of us. We all have our forms. I don't know a person who can't relate to that beginning of Parashas Mishpatim. It's the first lesson Maishu Rabbeinu taught us after Kabbalah Satira. I don't know one person who can't relate to that. The difficulties in the avdus that the person had, but that bring out the dream wants of a person. You can't have been more fixed up. A dream human being who wants an adain, who wants a wife and children. He's a dream. And the difficulties brought it out. But don't say le'etzei We want the freedom, Hashem. Le'etzei chafshi is tragic. It's tragic. He gets so used to the difficulties that he says, I don't, want, I don't want change. No, 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 no. We have, and we celebrate what we, and it brought out things. We want to now bring it into the stages of our life, into our families, into, so we're mispalal tashem. That is, eight sechavshi, we want to go free. We don't need our ears, dread, ki li bnei We want to go out, Hashem should be mezaka, klal Yisrael, our daughters with shaduchim, our sons with shaduchim, mishpachis with shalom bayis, families with gezunt, and the lessons we learned, our deep drives and wants, for you, Hashem, for our wives, for our children, to give, to share, to teach, to uplift, we're going to build from a place of Asherus. We will Hashem should bless us and all of Klai Yisrael with all our needs. Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.